This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The financial crisis in Greece has been dominating the economic and financial news. We talked about it on this program yesterday. Greece did default on their loan to the International Monetary Fund yesterday, and the implications now are anyone's guess. With more on this, joined by our business analyst, Mr. Michael Campbell, host of Money Talks. Hello, Michael. Yeah, I bet I bet in Canada we're happy we're talking about Greece, because keep in mind the Canadian economy continued to contract yes. in April. <laughs> you know, no but this is a bigger story right now, I can tell you. Well, we'll come back to the implications of a Greek default and possible exit from the European Union in a, in a few minutes. But first, Mike, maybe you can sum up the problem in a nutshell. Reminds me of Margaret Thatcher's famous line, the trouble with socialism, that sooner or later you run out of other people's money. Well, that's exactly what's happened. I mean, Greece needed other countries, uh, the International Monetary Fund and the European Central Bank, to sort of prop them up. I mean, they've been doing that for years, and 2010 was the beginning of this phase of this crisis. And the bottom line is, uh, you know, they have not had the economic recovery uh, to support the kind of debt load that they have. And there's been a lot of, I mean, it's it's very complicated, actually, at times of what happened. Like the bailout in 2010 for Greece really was a bailout of uh, German and French banks. It wasn't really for the Greek people. Uh, You know, they have an onerous debt at this point, but they also have a myriad of other troubles in that that country. Uh, But the bottom line is they need more money. People don't want to lend it without a set of reforms taking place. And they also even don't trust the Greek government to put those reforms in, even if they agreed to them. But the Greek government doesn't agree to them, hence the referendum on July 6th, July 5th, our day. Absolutely. Okay, let's talk numbers. Where are we in terms of the money Greece owes, Mike? Well, this is the thing. I mean, they owe so much money. This was just the latest one in Canadian dollar yeah. terms. About $2.5 billion was due yesterday. Uh, you know, $2.8 billion is due July 9th. $632 million due July 12th. $1.4 billion due July 16th. Uh, nearly $5 billion due July wow. 19th. Why? Because there's a variety of lenders. I mean, they got money due the European Union. They got money due the European Central Bank and money due the International Monetary Fund. 13 other payments that I counted up before the end of the year. So this was just another one of those kind of short-term uh, signposts there that they have to do. I mean, they're in a heck of a mess. Well, uh, we, we know that uh, uh, the Greeks are voting July 5th, as you say, on whether to continue negotiating with the EU and the IMF. But what, what goes on in the meantime? Well, I think this is the lesson for people, or at least we better have a long look at what happens uh, with financial mismanagement. I mean, we have been absolutely delusional in talking uh, about economics through a political lens and, you know, the idea that there is a free lunch. Well, the Greeks are experiencing there's no free lunch. They've got the equivalent going on, Sean, right now of the Great Depression that we still talk about from 1929. I mean, they got 26% unemployment, been that way for ages now. Uh, you know, look at their two-year bonds. They're trading, they got about a 35% yield, but it doesn't matter because nobody's lending them money. Nobody's trading those bonds right now. There is a complete lack of confidence in the system. You know, I, I think they're fast approaching a failed state status wow. here. I mean, we've talked about the banks. You know why? Because they've got to line up. The banking system's closed. The ATMs give you $80. You know, it's a cash-only economy. Uh, but they have lost hundreds of thousands of talented people. They've lost billions of dollars have left their system. Uh, and, and that's really the upshot of the kind of financial mismanagement on their part. And then I think some of the steps that have been taken by the IMF, by the EU, and the ECB after. Uh, the stock markets around the world had a huge reaction Monday. Uh, what's their concern, Mike? 
Well, I think it's just the uncertainty. Uh, you mentioned right off the top, Sean, no one knows how this one's going to play out. I mean, as we speak, in a minute and a half from now, there may be an agreement, because this is scaring the heck out of everybody. Uh, you know, people in Portugal and Spain are, are, are scared to death by what they're seeing happening to the Greek people, the idea of closing the banks, not getting access to your money. Uh, but the real problem always was, will others follow suit? If they cut a deal, cut concessions for Greece, you know, that's fine. It's a small economy, but will Spain and Italy ask for the same thing? And it's really just how does this all play out? And I suspect it's not finished yet. I mean, this is the problem that, uh, you know, who's next on the front burner? We're going to play this one through for months and years to come. Well, yeah, so, so what is your best guess as to how it'll play out, Mike? Well, I, I think that we haven't come to the realization that, uh, you know, the welfare state as it's constituted uh, in Europe, and I believe in the U.S., entitlements, is not sustainable. I mean, we have had bankruptcies, remember, in Detroit and Stockton, California. Yes. We've got uh, Chicago, their debt being declared junk bond status, all of it coming back to pensions. We had Puerto Rico, was not reported on the weekend. Puerto Rico's governor came out and says, we cannot pay our debt, $72 billion. And it's interesting, what's happened there is so reminiscent of what's happened in Greece. They've got a public sector who's working less hours, who has uh, way more attractive pay packages and pensions. Uh, they literally are not going to be paying. Uh, so we're seeing this unravel everywhere. And uh, so in the case of Greece, you know, whether they work something out here, remember, there is no happy choice here. They are in depression-like conditions here. So if they did leave the EU, I actually think that's better for them. Uh, but the pain is still going to be there. If they don't leave the EU, I think they're guaranteed to have more pain in the short term also. So there's, there's just rock and a hard place here. Uh, absolutely. What would be the implications for the investment markets, Mike? Well, this comes back to a bigger theme we've had on money talks. I've been bullish long-term on the stock market and the U.S. dollar, really for the reasons when the problems erupt in other parts of the world, money flows into the U.S. And it's clearly flowed, uh, flowed into the U.S. rather than gold, as an example. Uh, so I still expect a lot of European money for the very fact that I've been saying the future is uncertain. They keep coming into the U.S., so I'm looking for a resumption of the bull market in the U.S. dollar over the next couple of years. I mean, with some significance, by the way. So the Canadian dollar will be down against the U.S. dollar, but up against probably the euro in the end. Uh, you know, so, but it's that very uncertainty that actually will fuel those moves. The other thing, just very quickly, I am very uneasy about what's going on in the government bond market. Uh, one of the things that you see is sort of a herd mentality. Uh, you know, money management's got about $76 trillion under under management right now. So what happens when everybody sort of gets that consensus view, I don't want to own government bonds. I don't know who's on the other side of that trade. So liquidity issues are out there. That's why I'm personally staying short-term, very short-term in government bonds. Mike, you've been calling the Greek problem the canary in the coal mine for Europe since, since 2009, so I guess this isn't a surprise. But is there anything that surprised you in all this? Yeah, I think very uh, quickly, just two things. One is that, have you noticed, Sean, that nobody has sort of looked at this situation and goes, it's incredible that nobody's holding the Greeks responsible for just not owning up to their obligations. Yeah. That's not been part of the discussion. You know, I mean, they're reneging here, and they've been reneging for five years. And again, I don't think the EU and the IMF and the uh, European Central Bank are, are without fault here. I'm just saying it's interesting, you know, that that's not part of the discussion. And the other really disconcerting thing is, uh, and I don't, I mean, have you heard a single political leader in our country talk about the lessons that may have been learned out of Europe in the last five years. No. Certainly not public sector union elites who take us down the same road. I mean, what people have got to get is this is just, uh, the go Governor of Puerto Rico put it beautifully. He said, you know what, this ain't politics, this is math. 
that's the message here. And Canadians aren't looking at it, whether it comes to unfunded liabilities for public sector questions, uh, pensions rather, they're not looking at it in terms of health care, despite, what, a dozen different reports saying, be careful, our health care system, as it's currently constituted, is not sustainable, and yet we fight change. So it does worry me that we're not paying attention to the situation, say, is there anything that I might pick up from that that may encourage us to have a change of course? Mike, we'll have to talk about this next week, see what happens in the referendum. Thank you, sir. CKNW financial analyst uh, Michael Campbell. You can hear Money Talk Saturday mornings here on the Giant 98. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. In yourself, you must believe. Give it a try.